Welcome to the Choose Better Podcast. I'm Erica Day, and this is where I tell Black women the truth so that we can all choose better in every area of our lives. I think it's very important that everybody, but especially Black women, listen to the right sources for their information so that they're not misinformed, so that they're not lied to, so they're not conditioned or manipulated, so that they can make choices that benefit themselves and their children. The first subject I want to talk about in this topic of who are you listening to is this this notion that I keep hearing. I've been hearing it for years, really. And it's the notion that Um, A lot of people have the belief that the rigid beliefs in the Black church are keeping Black women single. To me, that is pure foolishness. And I'm going to tell you why. Do the rigid beliefs in the Black church keep Black women from having sex outside of marriage? Do the rigid beliefs in the Black church keep women from... Being drunk, does it keep them from, some of them from being gay? Does it keep them from gossiping or backbiting? No. We all have issues with a lot of that stuff. Whatever we believe, whatever church we go to, we still have issues with sin. So to say that that the Black church keeps Black women from getting married is just blame shifting and deflecting. Some black women are single because they want to be. And that number is greatly increasing nowadays. I see so many younger black women saying, listen, you're competing with my peace. And if you interfere with my peace, I don't want to be with you. Therefore, I will stay single. I applaud them. Some women are single because they got divorced or they were widowed or they broke up with their boyfriend, even though if you're with a boyfriend, you're still single. So yeah, you're single. My, my general idea about this is that what keeps black women single is black women. Because if you are or claim to be a follower of Christ and you are attending any church, you should still be reading and studying your Bible when you're in church or out of church. So there's no way some pastor or some deacon or some motherboard can tell you that you ought to be single or you need to be single or whatever. What does the word of God say? That should be what you listen to. That should be what informs your decision. Not what somebody who has title in the church says to you. So nobody can claim that the black church is keeping them single. Not only should you be studying and reading the Bible for yourself, but you should also be studying and reading it with other sound believers so that you don't misinterpret it or come up with your own definition of what it means. There's a saying that iron sharpens iron. And that means that as we study together, learn together, talk together about the word, then we begin to become very sharp in our understanding of it and sharp in our interpreting of it. 
You can't be around a bunch of folk who don't know what the Bible talks about and expect that listening to them will make you wise in the word. So if you're one of the women who think that the black church is keeping you single, I would advise you to stop listening to them and I would advise you to find another church. The only reason that the Bible would keep you single is because the man that you might want to marry is not good for you. Pretty much it. If you determine by your careful study of the word that this man will not be a good husband or a good father, and you so therefore you don't get married and you haven't found anybody who fits that description yet, that would be the only reason that you would be single. And that would not be the church keeping you single. That would be the Lord keeping you single. Another thing I might add is that in our culture, people tend to look at being single as there's something being wrong with you. Listen, I'm married. You guys know this, but I was single until I was 39 years old and I was perfectly fine with that. Don't get me wrong. Some days I wanted to meet somebody. Some days I wanted a husband, but most days I was just cool being by myself. That's the kind of personality I have. I can be by myself all the time and I'm fine. Other women aren't like that and they want a mate. That's fine too. But don't let that want get you into a marriage with someone and then it's horrible. Don't uplift marriage as the be-all, end-all of your life because that's not how these things work. That's not how any of this works. Don't think a man will change once you marry him or don't just marry anybody because you think your time window is closing. It's better to be single and content than to be married and bitterly unhappy. Did you get that? Please understand me. Do not seek marriage as the goal of your life. Find another goal. Find something you can accomplish that will make you proud of yourself. But being married in and of itself is not an accomplishment. And it's not something that you should put your life on. You shouldn't base your life on, I'll be happy when I get married. No, be happy now because you can be. Especially if you're a follower of Christ. You need to be happy in the Lord and who he is and what he's done for you. Okay, I did not come here to preach, but that was part of the topic. Who are you listening to? Some of us listen to the church, people in the church, the pastor in the church. We listen to that more than we actually listen to what the word of God says. So I advise you to read the word. Now, an example of that, my own mother. My mom was raised in a Christian home. She was the third child of four. And she was the first girl. And so she was very close to my grandfather. She knew her word. That was never the issue. But just knowing that you know Christ and you know the Bible doesn't mean you know and understand everything. So my mom met my good-for-nothing father. And even though she was the daughter of a Baptist pastor, things still didn't go 100% for her because we live in this world and... That's the way it is. So she gave my sorry excuse for a father nine years of her life trying to work her marriage out like a good Christian woman should because that that's what some people will tell you that are in the church. You need to pray and you need to work it out and you need to, because God hates divorce. So you need to stay married to that man and just keep praying. And so my mother 
I don't know that she listened to anybody in the church because my mother's not the type to be just listening to people willy-nilly, but she read the scripture for herself. And this was a scripture that she read that she took to heart and why she stayed so long in her marriage. And that scripture is 1 Corinthians 7.13. And I'm going to read the New Living Translation. It says, And if a believing woman has a husband who is not a believer, and he is willing to continue living with her, she must not leave him. So my mother was thinking, you know, okay, I'm married to this man. Um, He's not doing what he's supposed to do. He's not living like a believer. He's not a believer. But the Bible tells me that if he wants to continue living with me, I need to stay with him. So when she discussed this with my grandfather, he broke it down for her correctly. And this is what he said. When a man is willing to continue living with you, it doesn't mean just living in the same house. When he is content to continue living with you, it means that he's going to do the things that are necessary to make your marriage work and to make your family work. He's not going to lie, cheat, steal, be lazy, not help take care of the kids. He's going to do all of those things because he is willing to continue living with you and to have your family thrive. That's what that means. You cannot ever make me believe that God wants godly women to stay with trifling excuses for men who take advantage of them and don't act right. I'm sorry. I'm not going to buy it ever. I don't know what translation you're going to have to find to make me believe it. But if that's what you want to do, you go ahead. I'm not going to argue with you. This is where I stand on it, period. So my grandfather told her that. And and like I said, a man who was willing to continue living with his wife when he's an unbeliever does not lie, cheat, steal, not provide, not protect, and not be there for his children, which is my father in a nutshell. And so my mother said that once my grandfather told her that it didn't even take her two weeks to get rid of that dude. And I am so glad. So whenever anybody, if you ever think that I'm bitter because my father is gone, no, I'm not. He needed to be gone. But I will always harbor some kind of, I don't know if it's its bitterness, but I realized what he was and what he wasn't. I realized how that affected me and what it cost me. And I lay all of that blame solely at his feet. Now, my father is deceased now. He's been deceased for almost 25 years. I don't spend my days thinking about what he didn't do, but... The reality is he wasn't a good husband. He wasn't a good father. He did not provide. He did not protect. And therefore, he caused trauma in my life and my brother's life and my mother's life. End of story, period. And I'm so glad that my grandfather was there to explain to her the scriptures the way they were meant to be explained so that she did not continue with that traumatic lifestyle for the rest of her life. Got any questions? Send me a message. Too many of us fall victim to interpretations from others that are not biblical at all. And because we do that, 
we often get caught up in situations that the Lord never intended for us to be in. We get caught up in situations that no human being should be living in because we have the wrong idea of what the Bible says and what we're supposed to do. So we're listening to the wrong people. And when you listen to the wrong people or the wrong interpretation, then your whole life can end up wrong. Again, who are you listening to? And then when we listen to the wrong people, we get angry at God and blame him for the situation that we're in when the issue is we don't have the proper understanding. And and we can't blame him. God doesn't want us to live this way. My mother told me on the day that her and my father went to get their marriage license, they were on the highway, got into an accident, and the car flipped over. Neither one of them was hurt. But the car flipped over. Now, I can say in hindsight now, because I wasn't in that situation, that that would have been my cue to just go on home and call the whole thing off. But I doubt it because I'm hard-headed. I am. I'm not going to lie. But that, I mean, what what more of a hint do you need? Like, come on. And I'm not ragging on my mom. I've said the same thing to her. And she will say the same thing. Yeah, she should have just been like, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Let's uh, rethink this. Now, there was a time when we had to listen to the pastor only because he was the only one that could read. But those days are long gone. You have no excuse for going to a church, listening to whatever they say, basing your life on it, never opening your Bible, never studying for yourself, and then getting mad at God because of the choices that you make. You have choices always. And the first choice is for you to get the best information that you're able to get. Now, like I said, I'm a believer, but I'm not a believer in a lot of these churches. A lot of these churches, it's hard to find a good church nowadays. So that's why I recommend reading your Bible, studying your Bible, finding sound believers to help you understand the Bible, to talk things over with you in a biblical fashion so that you're not out here making choices based on this dude who calls himself a pastor who's making money off of you and the rest of the congregation. Oops, did I say that? Sorry. I'm not though. Stay away from churches that teach you that your life has to be lesser than a man's in order for you to be a godly woman. Just stay away. And I don't want to ramble, but there is so much I can say on this topic. Just stay away from churches like that. If that church doesn't doesn't treat you as a daughter of the king, which you are if you're a believer in Jesus Christ. If that church doesn't want the best for your life, doesn't want your life to glorify God in such a way that people are drawn to him, that you shine brightly because of the spirit that's inside of you, leave that church and hashtag read your Bible. Remember that you can reach out to me via Facebook, search for the Choose Better Podcast page. On Instagram, Choose Better Podcast. And I'm also on TikTok under Choose Better Podcast. The email address is hello at choosebetterpodcast.com. 
You can also go to my website, www.choosebetterpodcast.com to leave a review, sign up for the Choose Better Squad email list, and even leave me a short voicemail. That's it for this week. Thanks for listening. And remember, choose better, sis.